Hey guys, today on the podcast, four things you can do to escape the trap. Last week, we talked about some practical things you could do, some real life things you could do to get unstuck. Today, we're going to get a little deeper into the beliefs and the fears and the things that keep us stuck and how to uproot those things and to uh, and to try to live without them. Four things to escape the rut. Here's the show. Okay, first thing I wrote down was challenge the things that you think are unmovable. Are you really stuck at your job? Is your marriage truly doomed? Don't accept these things too quickly. It's easy to just buy into that assumption and then every day after that, that assumption is the baseline. The baseline is my marriage is never going to change. And then every day when you come home, that you start from there. So the first thing is challenge the things you think are unmovable. The second thing is state what you want. What do you actually want your marriage to look like? For example, are you doing everything you can to make that happen? Or are you doing too much? Are you enabling your spouse not to change? Are you removing necessary consequences they need to experience Mm -hmm. in order to change? Mm -hmm. And that's just one example. But the key principle here Mm -hmm is state the thing that you want. How, if you really could have it the way that you want it, what would it actually look like without any um, exaggeration or without any reservation, just straight up, if things were ideal, what does that look like? And how do we aim at that before we give up? How do we really just take a look at how close we can get to that? That's real good. That's excellent. There's a scripture that says people without vision will perish. You need to have some vision. You need to at least see it in your mind. There's a saying that I learned years ago from uh, some business, uh, successful business people I was with that everything is created at least two to three times. And the first time it's created is in your thinking. You got to be able to see it. You got to be able to see it in your mind first. And when I'm a landscaper and really do a lot of design work and people have like a clean slate out in front of their house and they or and they just don't know what to put there. And I in my mind, I can see certain plants, what they look like full grown. And I can can I can really give them suggestions because I can see it in my mind first. Yeah, and it helps. It just helps, and so you're saying that, and I've got to practice that. It's I get so, I guess, lazy or comfortable in my own situation that I don't realize that I got to be able to see where I'm going at least by at least seeing something I want before it's not just going to appear magically. I've got to if I can see it in my mind, I can work towards it. And let's take the marriage example where. You know, let's say it isn't how you want it to be and you just quietly act like it's fine. Okay, let's... No, don't do that. State yeah. state the way you really want it to go. And then if you need to go to a counselor to hash it out in front mm-hmm. of someone to keep it civil, then go to a counselor and hash it out That's in a civil good. way in front of them. Do not give up too soon. Mm. It's not. Don't just suffer in silence too soon. Mm. That's good. That's good, and that's that's courage right there. You know, courage is not the absence of fear. It's it's actually overcoming fear with action, and that's good, Zach. That's real I heard good. Something the other day about how one of the biggest factors in marriage is the sort of unspoken 
assumptions that you have when you, you know, every time you see that person, like, if you think, like, oh, they only care about themselves or whatever, these, like, unspoken negative things that you don't say to them but you do believe, mm. that, like, every time you see them, it affects, it affects everything. Mm. Mm. And they were saying, maybe they are true, even, and maybe that's why you won't say them. They're saying, find a way to get them into the open, those things. That's good. And, and again, whatever that road looks like, to get those things you feel like you can't say, said, so that you're not, you're not just in the dark. Don't, don't um, protect someone from consequences if, if that's what's going on. So the first thing is challenge your unmovables. The second one is state what you want. The third thing is address unaddressed hurt. Do you secretly feel like God hates you or that he forgot you? Do you fear that you're broken in some way and that something is wrong with you? What are the fears you pretend don't exist that are keeping you stuck? Wow, that's good. You know, there's a thing that, there's one word you could, in recovery, we could use to describe the real definition of what it really is and that is honesty you know just getting honest here that is uh and then bringing it to the surface that's really good and you and i would write that down they get us to write it down if you write it down and you look at it and there's something that that does i mean there's something to it there's something to this journaling even that they get it's a discipline that you learn as you heal and you get things out of your mind and you break through things as you write it down. I have been in places throughout life where I did feel like God had forgotten me that, or that he was really angry at me. Yeah, I thought God hated me because I felt it upon myself that I was sort of a, a martyr or something. That somehow the more that I um, disliked myself, the more sort of noble I was or something like that. And, um, that's, uh, that sort of plays into the devil's hand more than it does to God's. But, uh, but to do it in his name and to really think that I was doing right at the time and really trying to be doing right is a very sad thing. Um, you know, there's a, you know, I heard this in a message a long time ago, you know, the, the positive and the negative dog which one wins it's the one you feed the most and a lot of us are feeding a real negative dog all our lives and we're wondering where is god well we've been feeding the wrong dog and it's just he's his bark is so loud you couldn't hear god because god it does say in the bible he speaks with a quiet still voice and but we have just fed the wrong dog and i and so today's podcast is about feeding the right dog and just uh yeah and about breaking through some stuff as it pertains to Mm -hmm. seeing yourself as a martyr or whatever, that genuinely doesn't help you or God. um, And it puts you in the center and God sort of as um, secondary to you, that you're the center of the universe and he Mm -hmm. isn't. Um, So, and then after that, it doesn't really help anyone because of that. Right. But that, um, but even all of morality is is God's way of saying, I want you to be able to feel every good thing. And in order to be able to do that, 
you have to um, stay away from everything that exploits your ability to feel every good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more to life than, than, uh, than feeling good. Um, so I don't want to paint that wrong. But what I mean is the joy and the beauty and the purpose and the meaning that comes with uh, a life well lived um, that and, and being able to give that to another person that that is kind of um, God's desire and that sin if you if you want to call it that exploitation anything um, that exploits you or someone else will keep you from being able to experience that in a, in a smaller or big way and um, and then you can't give it to, to someone else so to be living in self loathing and and self-importance all at the same time is to deeply play into the devil's hand and to do it for what i assumed at the time was a noble reason is a sad thing that kept it going both being an atheist and being a martyr make it about you right that's right and god's god's omnipresent it says in the bible he's he's here he is He's here, but he's not going to enable you. You're not going to feel him, not because he's holding back. It's just that he's not enabling you to go in this negative, cynical, dark place. It's not who he is. It's not what he wants for you. This is time for you to do like these two men I mentioned. It's time to break through and have your year where you're... Yeah, and you know, God is not uh, God is not a... Uh your supernatural butler either um and that you know uh this idea that really bad things happen to very good people and why is that and uh sort of giving up on him or feeling that he is angry at you because of that i don't i don't know that um that was i think that whole thing is sort of a misconception of him and that that was never part of the deal (laughs) right he just is what good is he is where good comes from so anytime there's good anywhere it's him. Um, Amen. Amen. And that he didn't, um, because of free will, we are we live in a dangerous world. That's right. Lastly, forgiveness. Who can you forgive that you have not forgiven to let go of old ruts? That's really huge. I mean, we will talk about this again, pr- probably more than once. This is a big one right here. And we talked last time about taking a personality test. It's almost like going to the dentist and saying, ah, and most people are not that comfortable with, uh, you know, self-inspection and all that. But this is, now we're getting co- close to the corn. They're saying you're cutting close to the corn now. And, you know, this is where things going to get real. And most of us live in some form of denial. And we live with this pain. And this is a time where you go maybe say, ah. You're going to go in and say, ah, and I remember when I did that a couple years ago with a tooth that broke on my back, and I lived with that broken tooth for about a year. I had to eat soft food. Me and everyone at Cracker Barrel, all the older people, had to eat the soft food. But when I got in there, I I went because the pain got much greater than the fear of going to the dentist. And when that pain got that bad, I got in there, and that guy worked on me, and it the pain even got more intense. Mm. But you know what? I could, I could literally could chew the, the tongue off my shoe right now. I've got such good teeth, <laughs> and I'm, I'm enjoying eating everything. And every day I eat cr- chips or whatever I'm eating. I just say thank you, God, for teeth. So, so what I think happens with why we box ourselves in and give ourselves a glass ceiling is that maybe when we're young or at some real important time, 
a dream either falls apart or is stepped on, or maybe even when we're really little. But something happens where you really swing and you really miss. Mm-hmm. And it really hurts. Yeah. And so after that, you learn that this is something we don't do. Even if we're suffering now, mm-hmm. it could get worse than this. So we don't swing at anything mm-hmm. because it hurts when it goes wrong. And so you sort of build yourself a cocoon, which slowly turns into a prison because you're meant to change. And if you're keeping yourself from being able to change, then you'll hate it, even if you think it's familiar. That's and good. so, you know, maybe when, again, maybe when you're real young or at, at some important point throughout your life. Um, and it could have been recent with that, like Zach yeah. saying with a spouse or something. You could have yeah. been really, your heart could have been ripped out and stepped on. Maybe it's you hurt know. so bad that whatever, um, wherever you are now, you desire to stay there just because you feel like the ground isn't falling out from under you. Right. And that even though it's bad, you know it could be worse. That's good. And so um, forgiveness will allow you to say, that really did happen. That really was as painful as it seemed it was. But I'm going to forgive that person. And this will not be the last thing I swing at. This will not be the last thing that I give my heart over to uh, and really try to go after because I cannot live without being able to go there, without being able to try uh, and, and, and continue to risk. That risk is a part of enjoyment, really. Yeah. yeah. And something Jordan Peterson was saying recently was that, you know, you sort of go from a um, pattern of being naive, and then when you come out of being naive, then you become very cynical. And when you're cynical, it's a really negative place to be, mm-hmm. but you can tell that there's something better about it than being naive. But that the true thing is to go from being naive, then be cynical. Then after being cynical, giving that up and say, now you're fully aware of everything that could go wrong, of every danger that is out there, and you still go anyway. Yeah, that's With courage. your eyes wide open. That's good. That's what they, That's the definition of courage right there. And you know, we're talking about forgiveness, and I, as we sum this up today, we talk about a lot of things. But you know, when God, the whole, the greatest story ever told, and is really in the Bible about Jesus coming. It's Easter time, and He comes with the really the the thing that would change the universe was His goal, and He did it through forgiveness. There's this the story is forgiveness. So look, it's powerful, and it. It's split time. Every time you look at the time, you have A.D., you have B.C. and A.D., and and forgiveness is what the story is about. So try forgiveness. Try it. I mean, yeah. you, know, you know what? You know, you can always go back to bitterness. That that You can go back to that lifetime, lifestyle anytime. Yeah. But try the forgiveness thing. Forgive yourself. You know, if you just pick your head up and do a little more of these podcasts, you're going to realize there's a lot of people that have done... A lot worse things than you've done. So do you gotta learn to forgive? Forgive yourself. Yeah. Forgive your spouse. Forgive your parents. Forgive who, the fact that you yeah. don't um, that you aren't farther along already. Right. Forgive the fact that you don't have fully developed right. uh, skills and all that that you wish you had. Right. Forgive yourself for not being famous like you thought you might be when you were ten. Right. Just let, just bring all that out 
and cut all those ties in the That's ways good. you can. Real good. Um, so in closing, if you feel like you're, you're trapped in your own head, challenge the things you think are unmovable. State what you actually want your life to look like. Address your unaddressed hurt and forgive those you haven't forgiven yet. Mm. And um, I hope this has been encouraging to you. Something I came across recently was that we have listeners in six countries. So the US, obviously, Canada, Germany, the UK, Denmark, and Australia. So I just wanted to mention that. I thought that was really cool. Oh, wait, you missed another country, Zach. We got them in New York, too, now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, so if you're one of those people in, in those places, um, you know, thank you for being with us. That was so cool to, to have you. So anyway, we'll be back next week, and uh, I hope this is blessed you.